Hi there, and welcome to the All About Everest podcast, episode eight, The Women of Mount Everest. And I am your host, Pauline Reynolds-Nuttle. So last week, I had told you that I was going to um, make this episode about yetis and the abominable snowman because I needed something fun. But then I changed my mind because this month in the U.S., it's Women's History Month and March 8th is International Women's Day. And so I decided that I needed at least one episode celebrating women. So I hope you enjoy. But before we get to this week's topic, I just wanted to go over a few tidbits, as usual, updates, things like that. Last week, I mentioned a new book that was coming out about Mount Everest, Naked at the Knife Edge by Vivian James Rigney. It is such a good book. I am almost done with it, so I'm not going to go into too much detail right now, but I really appreciate how much he explores the emotions and the thoughts that he had. It seems to me that a lot of the other books are more factual and they don't really get into the emotional side and the fears of climbing Mount Everest. So the release date is next week, March 8th. I think that's Sunday or Monday. Today's what, the 2nd? And I would definitely recommend that you check it out. And since we're talking about entertainment, there's a new movie coming out on the 15th called The Last Mountain. Now, it's not about Mount Everest, but it is about mountaineering. And I'm going to be watching it this weekend, so I'll let you guys know what I thought about it next week. It is going to be available for streaming and on demand. So if you do follow the mountaineering world, Alison Hargreaves perished on K2 in 1995. And then her son, Tom Ballard, who was 30 years old at the time, disappeared while climbing Nanga Parbat in February of 2019. And this documentary follows Kate Ballard, Tom's sister, and she's basically exploring what led up to that point. And there's old footage, new footage, and even clips from Tom's own camera up until he passed away. So again, I'm watching it this weekend. I'm really excited because I love these movies. And I'll let you guys know next week what I thought. Yost Kobesh, he did not make it to the top of Mount Everest and he didn't make it to his goal of 8,000 meters. He only got as high as I think it was 6,500, give or take, but he seems to have a really good attitude about it. And the biggest reason why he didn't get further towards the summit was because of the jet stream and the weather was just ridiculous. Um, lots of really strong blowing winds and 
he just wasn't able to reach his goal of 8,000 meters. But I think he'll try again next year, and he's a rock star. You know, he's 29 years old, and he's already achieving things. So I can't wait to see the rest of his journey. Full Circle Everest just got back from a training trip to Nepal. If you haven't heard of them yet, they are an all-black team that are attempting to summit Mount Everest this spring. There's 11 people on their team. Ten of them are from the U.S. One, is them, one of them is from Kenya. And a little fact that may not be well known, less than 10 black people have ever summited Mount Everest. So they might be almost doubling that number this year. And I'm super excited to follow them. And I'm going to be cheering on all of them, but I'm going to be cheering a little bit harder for Manoa Ayano. I'm not sure if I said his name right, but he's 25 years old. He's the youngest member of their team, and he's from right here in Montana. He lives out in Bozeman. Um, he hangs out with Conrad Inker, and I'm going to be cheering him on, you know, yay, Montana! So I'm excited to see what happens this spring, and I wish them all the luck. I also sound a little off today, not because I'm sick, but because of allergies. On Sunday, I had to move my entire wood pile, and I probably should have worn a bandana or a mask or something, but all of that dust and yuck that's been sitting there all winter long like just really got to me. So I'm hoping I'll clear up by the weekend, but I've been, you know, taking anything and everything, honey, allergy pills, all that jazz. So I apologize if I sound a little rough. All right, here we go to the guts of this episode. Even though mountaineering is a male-dominated world, women have achieved a lot in the mountaineering world. So out of the 6,014 people that have summited Mount Everest, 678 of them have been women. So that's about 10%, give or or take if I'm doing my math correctly and I'm really bad at math, but I don't have a calculator handy. And that's a pretty small number compared to how many people have summited. But so many of those women have achieved big things, great things, and I think that they need to be celebrated. And that's what this episode is about. It's about celebrating the women that have climbed Mount Everest. I wish that I could include every single woman that has summited Mount Everest or is important to Mount Everest in this podcast episode, but that would take forever. So I'm going to focus on who I think is the top eight most important and influential women climbers that have made an impact on Mount Everest. And one of the women is not even a mountaineer. 
but she is extremely important because of some of the things that she did. Every single person who summits Mount Everest can thank her. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is Junko Taibe. And she was the very first woman to summit Mount Everest. She first summited in 1975. She was the first woman to do so. And she was the first woman to summit all of the seven summits. That's pretty amazing. Um, she was born in 1939 in Japan. She was a housewife. That was her occupation. And she kind of accidentally fell into this mountaineering group. Um, she originally belonged to a couple of men's climbing clubs. And then a woman's club was established. And they decided to summit Mount Everest. Two of the women were mothers, including Tabe. So when she climbed, she already had a child at home. And she almost didn't become the first woman. It was her and one other lady. And there was only enough oxygen for one person to reach the top. And the other woman was kind of tired out. So she let Tabe be the one to complete the climb. And what an achievement, especially coming from someone with such humble means. Junko really paved the way for women in mountaineering. And she proved that women could do just as much as men. And I think she broke the glass ceiling there. The next mountaineer that I'm going to talk about is Yasuko Namba. I mentioned her in previous episodes, especially the one about the 1996 Everest disaster. So Yasuko Namba was also from Japan. She was the second Japanese woman to reach all seven of the summits and Mount Everest was her final peak. She reached the summit, but she didn't make it down because she died in the freak blizzard. But at the time, she broke a record. She was the oldest woman to have summited Mount Everest. That record was later broken, but at the time, it was hers. Yasuko was a FedEx employee and she was 47 years old when she passed away on May 10th, 1996. The Himalayan Index is the most extensive and accurate record of all expeditions on Asian peaks over 6,000 meters. So every single person that has attempted or summited Mount Everest is included in this index. And the person that we have to thank for that is Elizabeth Holly. She was affectionately referred to as Miss Holly 
and she was a journalist born in the U.S. We actually shared the same birthday, just several decades apart. But she went to Nepal in 1957, and then she moved there full-time in 1959. And she worked for Reuters, but she's most known for her documentation and her immaculate records. And so without her, we may not know who has climbed and who has reached the summit and who they went on an expedition with. But she kept the best records. And she passed away in January of 2018. But the mountaineering community can really thank her for all of her research and what she has given the mountaineering world. Because when it comes to Mount Everest and some of the higher peaks in general, um, you know, we get a lot of conflicting stories. It's like with the 1996 Everest um, expeditions that spring season. There are so many conflicting stories and perspectives Yet, with her records, they're very precise and accurate. Lakpa Sherpa has summited Mount Everest seven times and currently holds the record for the most summits. She is the second Nepali woman to summit Mount Everest but she is the first one to complete the summit and survive. The first wo Nepali woman who summited Mount Everest was Pasang Lamu Sherpa, but she died during her descent. I think that in general, the Sherpa community is often overlooked, including their achievements and one of the biggest things is that many people from the Sherpa community hold some of the current records and have held them for quite some time. Malavath Purna is 21 years old, but she holds the current record for the youngest woman to summit Mount Everest. She's from India and she summited Mount Everest on May 25th, 2014 at the age of 13 years and 11 months. So even though she doesn't hold the record for the youngest climber, which that's currently held by Jordan Romero, she is the youngest female to have success on Mount Everest. 13, that's so young. I can't even imagine. But what a record to hold. And not even that, the fact that she inspires this new and younger generation to get into mountaineering. There is a documentary about her summit and her Everest expedition. It's currently on Amazon Prime and Tubi.
and on Tubi, I think it's free. So you might want to check it out. I know that my daughter has definitely watched it and has gotten inspired. Not sure yet if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I am all about achieving dreams and dreaming big. Another well-known Japanese climber is Tame Watanabe, and she currently holds the record for the oldest woman to climb Mount Everest. She summited in May of 2002 at the age of 63, and then she broke her record at the age of 73 on May 2012 that's so awesome I I want to be her when I'm old because it just shows you that even when women are older, they can still do big things. The first woman to summit Mount Everest solo all by herself with no support was Alison Hargreaves in 1995. She's a British mountain climber, and I mentioned her for just a second at the beginning of this episode. She's featured in the new documentary coming out on the 15th, The Last Mountain. What an accomplishment, because most of the summits on Mount Everest, in general, are usually done in teams. And it's very rare that someone can reach the summit and then get all the way back down without any aid. I can't even imagine what it would take. I can't even imagine what it would take to try to reach the summit of Mount Everest, let alone doing it by yourself. Because in all of the documentaries and books, it seems that climbers really rely on the people around them to push them. Lydia Brady is a mountaineer from New Zealand and she became the first woman to summit Mount Everest without supplemental oxygen in 1988. Wow, what an accomplishment. And she has summited Mount Everest a total of six times. So if she went two more times, she would hold the record. I don't think she will, but it would be really cool if she did. I know I said I was only going to mention eight women, but there's two more I want to add to my list. And I've mentioned both of them before but I think that they deserve a spot in this episode. Frances Arsentiev was the first woman from the U.S. to summit Mount Everest without bottled oxygen on May 22nd, 1998. She unfortunately passed away during her descent. And then Hannah-Lore Schmatz was the fourth woman to summit Mount Everest in 1979. 
and she also passed away on the way down. But those two women, everybody knows who they are, and they've inspired so many women to climb and to get into mountaineering because they did it, and they did it when there weren't very many women who were accomplishing these things. Hannah Lore Schmatz, you know, she's only the fourth woman to summit Mount Everest in 1979. Yet, if you look at the Himalayan index, you know, there's at least 10 women each year, if not more, that are summiting. And that doesn't include the amount of women that are attempting the summit. In fact, 43 women summited Mount Everest in 2021. And it's a huge part to the women mentioned in this episode. Women who broke records and created new ones. So that's it for this episode. I have to apologize again for all the little sounds. I fidget and I talk with my hands and I'm trying to work really hard on not doing that. So I apologize ahead of time, but anybody who knows me, they often tease me about it because I gesture very big and wildly when I talk all of the time. So, and a little shout out to my mom. She's doing so much better and she got out of bed this week and she even walked a little bit with her walker. So I'm glad that she's headed towards recovery and she's been listening to this podcast. So because I can't see her, I'm just going to mention her and wave to her and glad that she listens and supports me. Next week's episode, if I can't get an interview because I'm having a hard time scheduling those. Because everyone I have reached out to for interviews, the majority of them are super busy right now because the spring mountaineering season is quickly approaching. So either they're, they've already headed out or they're getting ready to. So if I don't have an interview scheduled for next week, because we need something a little bit more lighthearted, because I think that all I do is talk about death every single episode. It will be about Yetis and the Abominable Snowman. Also, I do not have the show notes up. I'm revamping my site and it's taking longer than I thought. But I'm hoping, fingers crossed, it finally gets fixed and everything squared away by this weekend so I can post those. They're already written. They just need to be updated. Don't forget to follow, rate, subscribe. Your support makes it so that I can keep on doing something that I love 
and we'll see you next week.